Welcome to, or welcome back to, The Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey. And together we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by example for our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. This week's episode of The Flowcast is brought to you by the new online course platform at flowacademy.ca. The Flow Academy's first course is a free wellness challenge week that you can take part in. It's five days of content to help challenge you to stay healthy, happy, and stress-free at home. And you can go to flowacademy.ca now to sign up and get access immediately to the first day of content. I'm going to crack this fun. I found this like, it's called Daydream. It's like a hemp oil sparkling water. So if I start to get progressively weird throughout this podcast, that's why. Okay. All right. I'm drinking out of my coffee mug that says this might be beer. <laughs> and it is. Nice. It's only, only fitting, right? I've just got water, so I'm not really doing anything <laughs> no, to no excite. No or alcohol on your set. <laughs> Well, we can shake on the other side. No. Yeah, okay, here we are. Yeah, so what's the plan for this? We're just going to talk at each other for a bit. Okay, I like that plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, pardon me. Take it away. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll lead the way on it. Um, so I am also, I've got the audio seems to be going hopefully everything stays put but if not we've got the backup because zoom is good enough for the circumstances we are in so yeah thanks for being on the show connor we uh have been meaning to get around to asking you or or for much longer than just the the lockdown but things just worked out that we um we figured now was a good time since you're kind of the the king of making the transition to online in, in our neighborhood and in the community. So hopefully we can get into some of that today and kind of, um, if nothing else, lead by inspiration to other people that are trying to figure out what they can do with their businesses or in their personal lives with moving online in these difficult times. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, It's been a crazy month. Then a little bit now, I think uh, as of my daily exercises that I'm putting out, we're at day 32 on my account. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a bit of a crazy month for sure. Yeah. And so just in case anybody kind of, uh, isn't aware of who you are, or what you do, um, you're one of the co-owners of pulse physiotherapy, which is right next door to flow spa. And, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious, just kind of as we get started with this, what was the what was the impetus behind you and Adam going into business for yourselves as physiotherapists? Yeah, I think uh, it, it wasn't necessarily like a lot of people say, oh, I, from when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to own a business like that wasn't really my thing. I didn't really uh, have that entrepreneurial drive per se um that a lot of people say that they they have that own a business um but once i was done school and started practicing in physio um 
I just started to realize that there were ways that I would like to do things that may look a little different than other places. Um, and Adam and I had, uh, had worked at the same place together and become uh, good friends and close friends together. And uh, yeah, we were just up at his cottage uh, up in northern, uh, northern Ontario one weekend and uh, had a couple drinks. And he's like, why don't we just start our own thing? It's like, okay, yeah, that seems extreme. I was only, uh, I guess I was 27 at the time. Uh, and like getting ready to get married and we just bought our first house. It's like, I don't know if this is a very good time to start a business. <laughs> uh, but uh, talk to a few other people and everyone's like, basically, there's not ever going to be a good time. So just the younger you start, the better. So hmm. I knew Adam and I would be a good fit. So we just kind of went for it. And, and that's been uh, five years now. <clears throat> that is very cool. I like that. I just started over a couple of beers too. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way most things start, right? In Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Up in Northern Ontario. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, cool. So what was your, like, how did you get into physio movement in general? Have you always been somewhat into sports or, like, what got you there in the first place? Uh, yeah, kind of a, a typical story with a lot of my, my classmates in physio school was uh, I grew up playing sports, mostly hockey and baseball were kind of my two big ones. Uh, and then ended up being injured, like everyone, uh, you know, runs into with, with sports, especially hockey. Uh, and then ended up going to, to physio multiple times myself. And that was probably the initial driver, although I didn't really know it at the time. I was only, you know, in, in grade five or six. So I was probably like 10 or 11. But uh, I kind of, even at that age, thought it was cool going to see someone having an injury and then like helping you get back to what you wanted to do for me, which was just obviously playing hockey at the time. Uh, but then down the road, getting into high school, uh, I always really enjoyed the science type classes like biology and chemistry. Those are kind of my thing. Uh, and then, and continue to play sports and, and just found that uh, in, in later years of high school, that it was going to be a good mix to try to go into a kinesiology undergrad program. Uh, so that's what I did for undergrad, and that kind of led me to, to volunteering at our physio clinic at Mac, which is where I went to school. Uh, really loved working with the athletes and working in the clinic setting, and, and that's when I decided to apply to physio school, and, uh, and, and that took me there. Right on. So a couple of beers and an injury, and here we are. Yes, exactly. A few years later. <laughs> there is some. It, it does seem... Um... I, I've definitely had the same kind of experience with going and whether it's seeing like a chiropractor or a sports med doctor and you come out feeling so much better after going through injuries, you know, whether it's just nagging pains or something a little more serious. And that feeling that you get afterwards has definitely made me kind of think like, oh, I wish I could help people in this way too. Um, and so I, I, I get that. That's it's definitely like a, a good feeling. Um, and so I, something that like, well, you guys just passed five years in business. Is that correct? Yeah. At, at the end of 2019, November would have been the end of our fifth year. Yeah. Right. And so what um, like it, was there a point in time um, where you kind of started to recognize like the traction was starting to like 
you know, get under the tires that things were moving in the right direction and continuing to move in the right direction. And um, kind of tied in with that is, was there saying like you never had that like entrepreneurial kind of drive, that sort of thing that um, is becoming way more cliche these days. Is, is there somebody that you've learned from or is it all kind of like stuff you're, you've picked up along the way? Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, a, a little bit of both. We've, we've definitely had some, some business mentors for sure that we've, that we've learned from, some within uh, our field and some just outside, uh, just general business owners that we um, speak with quite frequently about different things in the world and especially in the last month or so yeah. we've, we've reached out a lot and um but yeah i think that the biggest things are initially that we just knew that if we started something and could make it, it you know it does sound cliche but make it the best possible service that we could provide we figured that the rest would just kind of sort itself out mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of the case like um when did we feel like we were picking up traction? Probably like 18 months in, um, like Adam and I had a goal starting out, like it often takes a while to build a caseload for a full-time physiotherapist. So we're like, you know, if, if you and I within like 18 months are full and maybe we start to like look to hire a massage therapist or something, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like six months in, we were both full and then we hired a massage therapist and she was full and then like just over a year in, we were hiring another physio and they were full uh and then yeah now it's well you know if if we leave out the last month yeah uh, we were yeah we had like six full-time physios and two physios off on mat leave and, and three massage therapists so uh, in five years, it's been it's been a good you know steady growth for sure. But I think it was probably around that like eighteen month point that we were like, oh, okay, we're gonna need more space because we're growing pretty quickly. So yeah, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think the beauty of um, fitness being such a young modality, kind of in at least our times right now, it's uh, people are hurting themselves because we don't really know how the body works all the way. You know, some, some things go back thousands of years, like medicine and fitness goes back, what, like 50 years, something like that. So Yeah. And then, you know, there's, there's mixes of other things like yoga and, you know, that, that go back thousands of years as well. Right. And, um, you know, I always joke with people that I'm, I'm far from a, a yogi, but the number of exercises that I prescribe to people in the clinic that just look like yoga is pretty staggering. It's probably like 50% at least. Right. So um, I think they'd figured a lot of stuff out a long time ago, maybe even before they had the science sorted out. Yeah, I think so too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got? I thinking. <laughs> well, I've always got something. I was just trying to give you the the lead in there. Um, so then, I, I, talking, kind of like hearing from you and Adam a little bit over the last month. Um, it, it's something that you guys already had in the works, but how did you go about making that um, like that leap to online or tell people a little bit more about, um, I guess, even unveiling kind of the the Instagram side of it, the TikTok now um, from your perspective, 
and how how what kind of like what kind of initiated that online move for you and and going into now doing telehealth online uh yeah so i guess i'll talk about the um the telehealth or what we're calling like virtual physio now because i think it's probably a more appropriate title just because we're not even on a telephone so yeah um so we're calling it virtual physio now that's what i'm going with (laughs) Uh, so uh, it, it just, it got forced upon us, obviously with our current circumstances with the COVID pandemic and, uh, physical distancing. So, but you're right. I was, um, starting to see a few clients kind of pro bono over the past two or three months prior to this happening, um, that have just reached out to us via Instagram and said, you know, I've tried physio, I've tried Cairo, I've been to whoever, and I just am not finding any results. I've been following your page for a year and a half. I feel like you could help me. Is there any way we could set up some kind of like a video consult? So I was kind of dabbling in that a little bit and, and just telling people, honestly, like I'm new to this, I'm going to not charge you anything and just kind of see how it goes. Uh, and it was going fairly well with, with a few people. So I feel like, cause now the whole thing, physio industry has moved online for for the time being. Um, but I feel like we were fortunate to have a little bit of a head start into that, uh, into that space. So that was helpful. Um, so yeah, now essentially we, we use zoom and, um, zoom has been getting a little bit of flack lately just for people Like we might have a guy pop into this meeting at some point, which, which would be kind of cool. Oh, is that happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called zoom bombing and uh, <laughs> it's a real, it's a real thing. People are just interrupting business meetings with, you know, what wearing ridiculous outfits and stuff. <laughs> um, so zoom has been getting in some trouble, but oh. we are using a, a version of zoom, which is called zoom help. Um, so it's a subscription based model and it's fully encrypted. So we have to use that just for the, um, just for the safety and, and information um, sharing and, and, and just making people feel comfortable about it. Cause it's kind of odd doing physio over video conference to begin with. So we want to make sure everyone feels really safe and, and, and that their information isn't getting put out there into the world. Um, so that's been going fairly well. We, we've just been doing regular, like if we were in clinic, we would do an hour initial assessment. We've been doing the same thing for the video uh, option and, uh, and, and half hour follow-up visits. Uh, we, we give people full programs. We're able to go through and see if, what, what their issues and injuries are. And the only thing that we're missing is any of the kind of hands-on yeah. manual therapy type modalities or acupuncture type modalities, needling that we may do in the clinic. Yeah. Um, but I always tell people in the clinic that that's kind of the, the 5% anyway. Like the 95% is like, let's figure out what's going on with you. Um, let's give you some reassurance that you're probably not as broken as you think you are and that it's okay to start moving again. Uh, and then let's give you a personalized program to start getting you moving and see what are the barriers that we need to break down to introduce some movement again. Are, are you afraid to move? What do you feel like is wrong with your back? You've got back pain and dive into that a bit. And a lot of that we can get into uh, over a, a video conference. So uh, it was a slow start the first week or so, which is the same with any transition. But um, but Adam and I now are, are pretty close to, to filling up our caseload and, and starting to talk about bringing back some of our other physios to start offering it as well. Because uh, I think everyone's realizing that this isn't going to be a, a two or three week thing anymore. So yeah. th- this is probably our new normal for a while. So people are starting to get used to that idea and, and, and they're liking it for sure. That's cool. And, and then obviously, um, something that we didn't 
I should have led into or led with more so is that um, part of part of the reason that kind of, as you mentioned, kickstarted it with some pro bono work is that you guys have a really strong Instagram following at, I think, 42,000 above 42,000 followers now. And um, that's been growing quite um, exponentially, it seems, over the last how long has it been about? 18 or two years 18 months or two years or so yeah i think we're um in august uh yeah i think we, we started in august of 2017 i guess so like okay two and a half years okay yep uh that, that we started our instagram account but yeah it kind of hit a bit of a um exponential type growth i guess last year um i just looked back because i was curious myself uh, and at around this time last year, I think we had like 5,000 followers. Yeah. Um, so now it's over 40, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's obviously been super helpful uh, in, in this transition phase to, to move to more of a virtual care model. Um, because the way that it works with our College of Physiotherapists of Ontario is that we are licensed to treat anybody that lives in Ontario. Um, so for example, I had a, a, a patient two days ago that lives in Thunder Bay, right? And because it was a virtual consult and it's in Ontario, it's good to go. Yeah. Um, so it kind of opens up our available target market from, you know, the hundred thousand people in Peterborough and surrounding area to 30 plus million people that live in Ontario. Uh, and obviously there's thousands and thousands of physios around. I'm not saying that that's our whole market, but yep. it opens us up to more people that already trust the content that we're putting online. Yeah. Um, because honestly, two or three times a week, someone will reach out and say, you know, I've got this and this going on. And I say, yeah, you got to go see a physio. I can't diagnose you over a DM. You know? <laughs> um, so, but now I've got this option, even when we do, uh, it is safe to reopen our physical space. Uh, we've got this other option moving forward and now we've you know been forced to get really comfortable and, and relatively good at it pretty quickly mm-hmm. um so we've got this other option moving forward that's going to open up our, our kind of borders or, or, or available market of our business mm-hmm. no, that's great um how are you finding so i guess i'm, I'm also doing zoom stuff with my clients and one of my biggest struggles right now is that I guess some of the work that I do with animal flow and like more therapeutic Pilates is that the movements are pretty technical or we're like, I really want certain muscles to fire and I can't do hands on or I can't be there to make sure these little tweaks are happening. So mm-hmm. I'm struggling with that personally. Are you guys finding ways around that or has that been a roadblock? So there's always, um, like, I think if anyone tells you that it's the same or it's as good, they're probably just kind of kidding themselves. <laughs> um, because I think there's just some things in person that, and I was, I've, I've been on every webinar that there is in the world the last month or so, it seems like. But um, there was just a really good point the other day that's like, there's no even smell, right? Like, just like all these little cues that you pick up in person and just little body language and sometimes there's a little glitch because someone's Wi-Fi isn't great and the conversation's a little bit delayed and you're like kind of waiting and you don't know when to jump in. And um, so there are some things that way that, that definitely just aren't as good as in person. Uh, I think with our current circumstance, it's the best we have. So we're, we're working with it. Um, but I think, you know, from my standpoint in terms of physio anyway, 
I've been really moving in the past, you know, 18 months or so, trying to move as much away from me doing things for people as I can anyway. There's still obviously always going to be me putting hands on people and, and, and choosing some situations where I think acupuncture or, or dry needling, you know, those types of modalities or hands-on therapy are helpful. Um, but the more and more, you know, I dive into the research on it, the more and more I realize that we need to be trying to make people as self-sufficient as possible, right? Like, I don't want people to be dependent on me. Like, how many people do you know that like, oh, my back's out, I gotta go see my physio, I gotta go see my Cairo. I'd rather it be, oh, I hurt my back. I'm gonna work on this for two or three weeks. If it's not resolving, then I'm gonna call my physio. Yeah. So I want I want to be that guy, right? Where they trust that they can come to me when they need it, but they also feel like they've got some self sufficiency that they can kind of figure out their own problems and not be dependent on someone. So I've just been trying to work towards that model for the past couple of years anyway, which I think with my direct patients has made this an easier transition because they're kind of used to me saying, no, you're going to do this for yourself. We're going to figure out a different way to squat. If that's hurting, play with a different way versus me saying, no, do it this way. Um, and just thinking that there's a right way to move. I always just think yeah, I like, I steal this from a, from a colleague, Greg Lehman, and he, he refers to himself as a movement optimist. So I feel like I'm a movement optimist, right? Like there's thousands of ways to move and there's not one right way to do it is kind of the way I look at it. If one way is bothering you right now, well, let's do it a different way for a while. It doesn't mean that that different way is now the right way that you have to do it forever. It's just an option for now. Hmm. And then as that settles down, let's get back to however you like to move again. And that's kind of the way I look at it. I love that. That's something I always preach to my clients is um, just staying curious about your body and staying curious about the way it can move and even I mean I'm talking more about building strength and building stability but staying curious about how strong you are because you could do the same movement over and over again same number of reps whatever and never know that you have so much more in you um so that's really cool I love building curiosity because it builds so much empowerment and that's what uh gets people that feel good like you were talking about RJ um pointing up there because he's over there for me (laughs) (laughs) but uh that feeling like you walk out of there and you're like, yes, that was a good appointment. So that's really nice to hear that you guys are on here for that and not just keeping customers through that. Yeah, level. no, I don't. I, there's enough people that need help yeah. in, in the world and in, in our area locally that we don't need to keep people coming back over and over again, right? Uh, our, our model is if we can get someone where they feel that they're self-sufficient super quickly, that's just like, that's way better than Instagram advertising or Facebook advertising. Like that person's going to tell so many people that they had a great experience. And I always tell people like, you don't need to get to what you would consider to be a hundred percent for us to be done physio, right? Like I'm quite happy to get you to 75% and give you the courage to go out there on your own and work on that final 25% of your progress on your own and follow up with me if you need to, but, but carry on on your own otherwise. Uh, so that's kind of the the strategy I've been trying to employ with with the virtual physio as well is um, seeing people you know once every two weeks or you know it, versus like once a week we would typically see them in the clinic if it was an acute issue. It's like okay, well, there's probably not as much we can do kind of hands on anyway. Let's give you some options to work on and let's follow up in a couple of weeks from now and and just trying that strategy as well. And I think people have been. 
uh, kind of like pleasantly surprised by how it's going. Um, they were kind of a little hesitant to begin with, which is totally understandable. Anything new is kind of scary and, and off-putting to begin with. Um, but everyone's been super positive about, I'm just so happy that I've had someone to talk to that knows what they're talking about and can kind of work me through this. Cause otherwise it's just me here on my own Googling stuff and worst case scenario stuff always. Yeah. And I think it's super important right now to feel like people need to feel nurtured right now. People need to feel cared for because we're all kind of wandering around aimlessly. So it's really awesome that you guys can kind of be the, your own version of the front line, like making sure that people feel taken care care of and yeah, love it. It's good. Yeah, that's, that's our hope, right? It's just, um, and, and there's some situations as well where um, we hope to, you know, have people avoid needing to go to the hospital, right? Just, just by having a session uh, and saying, okay, yeah, it's, I understand and appreciate that you're in a lot of back pain right now. Uh, I always come back to back pain because that's like the most common example, <laughs> right? But um, I understand and appreciate that you've tried a new home workout and it didn't go well for you and now you've got this debilitating back pain, but let's go through and rule out anything scary, right? You, you don't have any nerve type symptoms. You don't have anything that worries us. This is a flare up of back pain. You'll, you'll be probably great in seven to 10 days from now, but we've got to keep you moving and give you some confidence to keep moving. Uh, and the number of people that have just, you know, reported back a week later, like, I'm so happy that we spoke to you because, you know, I would have been laid up in bed for the next week and a half. Right. And, and we know how that doesn't go well. So, yeah, I think it's been it's been helpful for sure. Yeah. And I think it also that's, I mean, been your Instagram model, at least for the from as far back as I can tell with, you know, providing just that educational content first and foremost, that helps people with form. And, um, and I've seen, you know, I, I think those, uh, those form check ones on the deadlift and squat on that you've migrated over to TikTok have like 15 million views on them. <laughs> so it's TikTok's uh, funny. Um, <laughs> uh, Oh, shout out to Neil Morton of uh, PTVO Canada, Studio PTVO, and uh, he's been a big proponent. Everyone's got to get on TikTok. It's going to age up. It's not just 14-year-olds anymore. Like, people are getting on to it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I downloaded it. I, like, looked at it for a month. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, just start putting some videos on there. Like, you already have the content. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I put my first video on and like two days later, it had a million views. I'm like, what is happening <laughs> right now? I just literally had that sitting there from like six months ago. Uh, so yeah, I don't understand TikTok yet. I don't think, I've never actually made like a TikTok per se. Like, <laughs> I've never like done one of the trends of like, yeah, I don't know, it's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, TikTok dance, can you do that? No, I, you do not want to see me do a TikTok dance. It would not, not be pretty. Robotic. It wouldn't be good. I think literally, I've just only posted content that I already have. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's crazy that we have like eighty-five thousand followers or something on TikTok now. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that means anything, but um, it, I mean, it can't be a bad thing, I guess. No, I mean, it, it's still, it's still like 
even for the sake that the content that you're putting out is just there for helping people. I mean, it could be different if it was, there's some ridiculous stuff on there, I'm sure. Like, uh, but yeah, if it's for the sake of benefiting others, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's cool. Um, even if you think of it, like I, it's something that even though the, I find it very intriguing, just the, the idea that, well, right now and everybody start, I, I don't even know if like that, organic reach like even from a couple months ago where um although the post like you've just found like that niche that works for physio that people really need which is cool it's kind of like that it it works regardless but um yeah everybody's jumping on these days because they're stuck at home and really bored and so for that reason pardon me i'm not there yet (laughs) Um, give yourself two weeks yeah <laughs> but you know all the celebrities that are jumping on too and um and and just like but i was just thinking the idea that even if those become your customers in five to ten years from now yeah. it's an investment in building up that credibility and that awareness and trust right now and we've uh, i have seen some people um follow us on Instagram from TikTok. Oh yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like, cause Instagram's more what I actually care about. TikTok to me is kind of just like a joke, <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know, I've, I've seen some people that are like, Oh, I saw your thing on TikTok," and then they're sending me a message on Instagram and then you can kind of start to create a relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think just for that reason alone, it's probably helpful. Cool. Um, but I almost spend no, I try to spend almost no time on it cause it is like a, it's a, a, a like super addictive time suck app. If you if you get into it at all, you can go down some some pretty dark holes on TikTok <laughs> and like, well, where did that hour of my life just go? Um, so like, I'll pop on like once or twice a week and just post a video and then try to pop right back off there again. <laughs> yeah. Do you hashtag on TikTok? Like, how do you get traction? Yeah. Yeah, you can hashtag. Uh, TikTok is um, so you know on Instagram there's like the explore page. So the explore page on TikTok is called the for you page. Uh, and it's the main page that comes up when you open TikTok. So as opposed to like, if it was, imagine it was like you open Instagram and it was the explore page was the first option that you're scrolling through. So like videos curated for what they think you'll like. Right. And then you have to actually go to a different page to see what your friends have posted. Interesting. Yeah, so it's just kind of the opposite of Instagram in that sense. Um, So the whole thing is like if you get on that For You page, then it could go viral. So like I had one video that got like 14 million views and like 400,000 likes. I was like, it was just a video I made for Instagram like four months ago. You know what I mean? Um, But it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird app that I think, I think you're right where I probably got on it just at the right time before the, before the pandemic. Cause then all the algorithms change. Right. And probably yeah. the same thing happens on Instagram, right? Like I had, you know, we had 10,000 followers on Instagram last summer and it, it went to like 40,000 by the new year. And now it's like four months later and it's 42,000. Oh, you know I mean? so yeah. Just like these like valleys and plateaus and, then spikes and all of a sudden you get a bunch of fall. It's, it's, it's hard to predict really. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I don't, I try not to spend too much time worrying about it. I just try to make what I think would be helpful content for people. Um, I know a lot of people in, in our industry, um, think that we give away too much information. Um, but I think that's kind of the wrong approach. I think you try to give away everything for free, anything, you know, you just give it away for free and then you try to gain people's trust that way. Hmm. And then when they have an issue, it's not like their issue is going to be solved by going on a, you know, one minute Instagram video. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they trust the content that you've been putting out and then they reach out to you is, is the idea. Where did, uh, where, is that something that you've just like developed as a philosophy of your own or did somebody inspire that in you? Cause that's like, I, I definitely agree with that and it resonates a lot, but I'm curious, where did you kind of hear that from? I think I just, as soon as I got into Instagram, um, I had no, like, I had like a bunch of friends that own clinics and they kind of had their Instagram pages going. I'm like, ah, I guess I should do this. <laughs> um, I, I was spending a lot more time on Facebook at that time, which was like two and a half years ago for the business. Yeah. And then our Facebook account actually got hacked and I had no access to it. Um, so it just kind of forced me to use Instagram and, and try to get better at it. Hmm. And so that's, that's kind of where I went with it. And I just figured if I, like, I, I see these other people posting and it's like, Oh, that's cool. That's helpful. So I'm like, I'm just going to do that kind of thing as well. And then, yeah, yeah. It's, I just think it kind of grew from there. Very cool. Um, hey, I wanted can we shift gears from the internet for a second? Please. <laughs> We're using it as our main vehicle, but my question, I guess, is a little bit more personal. Hopefully, you don't mind me invading your space there, Connor. But I've got pictures of my kids right behind me, so it's up. perfect. We'll see that we're in your space already. But, um, I know that you and I have chatted from many many feet apart across the video. <laughs> Just a disclaimer: probably twenty and. Uh, You've got a crazy life going on. Your wife is like in and out of the hospital with like she's a nurse and she's being called in all over the place and you get young kids and you're trying to do this whole business. Like, are you, how are you staying grounded or are you? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a struggle. Um, yeah. So my wife, Jen is a, a nurse, uh, at PRHC at the local hospital in the emergency room. Uh, so she's, yeah, she's about as frontline as it comes in terms of COVID. Um, so that's been a challenge for sure. Uh, fortunately, she's feeling well and, and hasn't had any symptoms, but she's definitely um, working with and, and helping people on a shift by shift basis that, that are infected and, and do have COVID and, and are testing positive. Um, so there's a lot of exposure for sure. So it's kind of one of those things that if she spikes a fever in three days from now, like we're not going to be shocked and appalled. Uh, it's just, we're kind of trying to prep for it as much as we can. Uh, we're fortunate. We moved into a house that has a, uh, a separate apartment downstairs Oh yeah. that we plan to like redo our basement one day, but right now we just don't need that space. So we've, we've set up that apartment for, for her. If she does in fact start to get symptoms. It's got its own entrance. It's got its own kitchen. So she'll just move, move downstairs. Um, or who knows, I could get symptoms and, and then I would move downstairs, right? But it, it gives us a separate living space at least, right? Um, but yeah, it's been stressful. I mean, the business is super stressful in the sense that I know we'll be fine in the long term. Um, I'm quite confident about that. Uh, 
but I feel quite bad for our, our whole staff, right? We've got a staff of like 16 people that we had to lay off 13 people on the same day. Like that was not ever something I ever thought I would ever have to do. Um, so that's been tough, um, but, but everyone gets it and everyone's kind of in the same boat, right? It's not like we did something wrong that uh, led to this or, or we made some bad business decisions that led to us, you know, diving down. It's just, this is a pandemic that, that everyone's trying to deal with. Um, so how am I dealing with it? I guess. Uh, as well as I can, I'm trying to uh, keep as much of a normal routine as I can, which isn't really normal, just in the sense that I, I really can only go to work um, when, when Jen, my wife, isn't at work. So I kind of pick my schedule to go into the clinic and do some virtual sessions on the days that she's off. Oh, okay. uh, like for example tonight she just went into work tonight so i went into work today while she was sleeping and we're kind of like trading off back and forth um so yeah i just like i try to exercise regularly that's always kind of been a been a thing for me so i try to do that as much as i can um try to just have as much fun with the kids as i can right like i've got a three-year-old and a almost two-year-old um and it, you know, they're, they're a blast, right? They're super fun. If, if you, if you take your day too seriously, you could get really negative about it because it can be stressful and overwhelming. Right. But if you just kind of, you know, this it is what it is. I got two toddlers. I'm just going to roll with it and have some fun. And yeah, we're going to be throwing paints on the floor and on the walls and picking yogurt out at ears. And, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Everyone's getting in the bath at the end of the night anyway. So let's just have a party. <laughs> Uh, so I try to do that, and um, I'm fortunate I have a hot tub. I, I get in the hot tub typically every night and just try to take 15 minutes and just not think yeah. as much as possible. Um, that's the closest I've ever come to, like, meditation. I've never really been, like, uh, strict. I, I probably should start, so I say this to myself monthly, that I should start <laughs> something more regimented, but I feel like that's kind of my my little mini meditation is just like hopping in the hot tub and just not having any music or anything on and just kind of chilling for, for 10 or 15 minutes before I go to bed Yeah, uh, and try to just get rid of some of those thoughts that, that may keep me up otherwise. What about in terms of uh, like the, the concept of, of digital minimalism, you know, it's a, it's a difficult time with being on our computers, but you know, there's a there is a way to do it properly where you're not letting your focus be divided between you know the news and social media feeds and the work that you ought to be doing at that time is there is there anything that you kind of implement for yourself to to yeah, it's something that I struggle with I think um, as much as anyone else who who runs um, a fairly active social media page yeah. Um, because, because part of, part of growing a social, like the first word is social, right? So a lot of people think they can just grow an Instagram page by posting good stuff. Like it's not really how it works. Like you have to be interacting with people. You have to be answering messages, answering everyone's comments and like getting back to people when they inquire about stuff. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, Making a post may take me 30 or 40 minutes to like edit a video post and shoot the video. Mm -hmm. um, 
but then I'm probably spending another hour, an hour and a half on Instagram in a day, right? Like realistically. Um, and I've just decided that that's part of my job now. Yep. Um, like that's part of what I do for our business. And, and Adam's not a social media guy. Right? <laughs> so that's, that's not part of his job. So he does other stuff that I don't do. Yeah. So we kind of share our responsibilities that way. So yeah, it's been kind of staggering to see my screen time since all this has started. <laughs> I've been, you know, even more active on social media than normal and uh, started, you know, hosting some Instagram lives and, and just doing more stuff. I've done a few podcasts and a few webinars and um, yeah, so I'm probably not crushing it in the digital minimalism <laughs> category. Uh, my only strategy that I have to employ when, uh, when it's me and the kids is I just turn my phone off, like yeah. off and just like, and then I'm like, I go and grab it. I'm like, oh, oh shit, it's off. Yeah. Better not take the effort to turn it back on. That would be bad. <laughs> um, so that's what I try to do. And then like, if they're napping, then I'll hop on and do some stuff or when they go to bed, like they go to bed at seven 30 or eight, then I'll hop on and work for a couple hours or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. My, my only like help for myself is just cause I feel bad with, around the kids. Right. I honestly, like if I didn't have the kids, I think it'd be even harder for me to get off the phone. Uh, that's a good, that's a good strategy though. I mean, just knowing those boundaries between the different aspects of your life that you prioritize and, and actually turning the phone off is a, it's a good move. Yeah, and like my like now I really feel bad because now my son's old enough. Like he'll say, "Dad, get off your phone." <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, touche. Yeah, that's yeah. I gotta get off my phone, right? Like he's only three and a half, and he's like, "You should be getting off your phone." Um, so like when when you hear one of those in your day, you're like, "Yeah, I gotta switch my priorities a little bit." Oh, yeah. uh, this is not good. So uh, that that'll wake you up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, my dog just barks at me because she's really attention needy and so I don't but uh, yeah she'll just bark at me if I'm on my phone and not paying attention to her so that's how I know I'm like alright yeah. it's been more than 10 seconds since I've looked at her right. <laughs> yes you need your attention again right yes perfect you got anything over there <laughs> um, I do but it's super we're gonna change tracks again I feel like that's, that's okay I have a question that's in line, and then whoa, there's a world <laughs> Go um, for it. That's my social media brain, though. It's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. This is just kind of a, I guess, person-to-person question, not a podcast question, but I tried a class tonight called Eldoa. Have you ever heard of Eldoa? Eldoa? No, I don't know that. What a weird experience that was. What is that? I was hoping you would know about it and you could teach me. But no. Essentially, it's like... I don't know if I'd call it a fitness modality, but it's, it's a way of movement where you like stretch your own fascial lines. Uh, it's so bizarre. And you're in these like weird positions with your hands flexed and you just hold it out for as long as you can. And like everything's burning at you and you can uh, feel like this tingle going across, like your fascia yeah. kind of removing itself. And like we worked our eye muscles and like my forehead muscle is <laughs> <laughs> that is no that is foreign to me i will have to see all these classes yeah you should take a look it's e-l-d-o-a it's all capitals for some reason but uh, all right stands for something really crazy i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> no, it stands for. <laughs> no i can't help you on that one unfortunately okay. 
Never mind. <laughs> Whoever's listening can uh, take a look at that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how you feel. It's so strange. Like everything just starts shaking and you just start sweating and you're just holding this weird position. Yeah. It's That's it, like, I've only done, uh, I did one Pilates class. Oh, here. Yeah. You did with Jess. Yeah. I did one with Jess and, uh, I always joke that like cardio, like my cardio is like anything more than five reps. <laughs> so, so like doing Pilates was weird because it was she's like, and fifteen more. I'm like, what do you mean fifteen more? Like with my other leg or like still the same leg? Like I'm dying. My whole body's shaking right now. Jess is nuts too. Jess is like, she's got her whole other. I don't even know. We're all very different as teachers here, but uh, yeah. Like, she's mean. Yeah, I've, I've known Jess. Like, we went, uh, we went to school together in Hamilton, and uh, we're, we're good friends. My uh, one of my best friends, Mike, is her husband. We lived together all through all through undergrad, and uh, so yeah, Jess, Jess, and I go way back. So having her destroy me in uh, Pilates class, I think, was pretty amusing. For her. I think she probably would have done it more yeah. than the average person because of that. Yeah, exactly. I would have too. I totally get it. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, so something that we we often get into on the Flowcast because it it is tied in with the name is the concept of flow, and which is you know that optimal state of performance, kind of where your mind and body and everything mesh together into this this harmonious state, and uh, and so we like to ask our guests like what is their flow state? Like what are the things that they're, whether it's the things they're most passionate about or they lose track of time with, what are those things or what stands out to you as something that really resonates with flow? Yeah, I think for me, it's, um, it, it's the time when I'm not at work, typically. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, like we got out on the weekend um, where my wife was off work and I was off work and, and the kids were looking to do something. So we went out and, uh, uh, we live right across the road from Jackson park. So oh, okay. like a nice hour and a half hike and nobody had their phones and we were just like outside and picking up sticks and throwing rocks in the river and just, just having fun with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, those are kind of the best times. Uh, those are the times when I'm I'm not really worried about anything. It's like the craziness in the world right now, but just having fun with with the fam and just enjoying the kids. Like I don't know if you spent any time with two and three year olds, but they're hilarious, right? So like that's like you don't even need to turn on a Netflix comedy special. You just like listen to them for an hour and you're just dying laughing. Uh, and they're so like opposite to one another. My, my son is like, so he looks much like my wife who's like very pale and blonde. So that's my son. And then my, my daughter has my, my grandfather and and my Italian genes. So she's got like the olive skin and dark hair. They look like nothing alike. Uh. And they're two completely opposite personalities. So (laughs) just having them deal with each other in, in small spaces all day is hilarious. Uh, so I think those those are the best things for me is just when because we don't get those chances very often with my schedule and my wife's schedule. Yeah. Um, so that time once a week or whatever it ends up being where we have three or four hours where it's all four of us. I think those are those are the best times for me. Awesome. 
Yeah, in a way, it's like, I know that these times are crazy and, and they can really be looked at as super negative, but there's so many special moments that I think a lot of people are having. Like you, like, like you said, you normally wouldn't get that sweet, sweet time with your kids and you'll remember that and, and they might, provided their neurology is prime. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, even moments that we're finding online, like you having people from Thunder Bay come into your online clinic is really cool too. Like it's, it's neat. We'll remember it for many different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, uh, there's the obvious, the obvious negatives, um, that, that are so blatant, but I think if you, if you dive a little deeper, there's going to be some, some positive stuff that comes out of it. And, and I hope from even just from a public health perspective that this gives us some, some ideas of the future that we've got to be more ready for things like this. We can't just plan for the everyday day to day health issues. It's we've got to know that these things are possible and get a little bit more ahead of it. Right. And I think this will be a big shock to the system that uh, we'll unfortunately lose a lot of people from, but, um, but the people that that are still kicking around afterwards, I think need to to put their heads together a little bit and try to come up with some uh, more long-term solutions. Yeah. Even in the business sense of it too, right. Mm -hmm. Having like the, the plans for, if you get shut down kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, now, now we, now we joke about that. Like that's going to have to be in people's business plan is like, what's your pandemic plan? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What happens if you're closed for four months? How does that go for your business? (laughs) Yeah. That's the future. Yeah. Do you have uh, We usually, at least the last couple episodes, we've been finishing off with some, kind of practical advice for like a little toolkit for right now. Do you have anything that you would want to share to people of like how to get through these times, whether it's work or life? Yeah, I think, uh, in terms of work, obviously it really depends on what you do, but, but look, look to people that know more about it than you. Um, so, so we look to our, our kind of business accounting advisors a lot because that's they're, they're on the, they're on the, on the ground running with all the changes that are happening daily. So we don't have to be. Um, and then as much as you can try to try to just appreciate those times, like, like we mentioned earlier that, that you're having the opportunity to get now that you, that you wouldn't necessarily get, right? Like typically my kids would be either at, at my parents, like their grandparents house or at daycare every day through the whole week. And we would be home on weekends, but my wife would be working one or two of the days on the weekend. So it's like, there's rarely a day ever that all four of us are home on the same day, unless it's like a vacation once, once a year. Hmm. Uh, so those things, I think just like try to take the positive out of those as much as you can. And then if it's from a business perspective, just like use this time to force yourself to learn something new right? Like that's going to be helpful long-term. So we're going to, we've been forced into this situation of, of learning how to do virtual physio. And I feel like by the time this is sorted out in, you know, a couple of months or whatever it is from now, we're going to probably be pretty good at it because we'll have three or four months of doing it every day. Yep. Uh, And then it's not going to be like, okay, we opened the clinic. Let's never do virtual physio again. Like, no, now we've got this new skill set. Why don't we just keep using it? Yeah, and expand our, our available reach beyond our, our geographical area. So, uh, yeah, that would be my thing for just for life or for business, right? Is, is le- try to learn something new, 
uh, try to stay as active as you can, whatever that means to you, whether it's yoga or Pilates or just walking your dog, try to keep in those active routines as much as you can. Uh, and you know, it's, it's easy for me to say, try to get a positive spin on it because I haven't, you know, had a direct family member die of COVID. Right. So it's like, that's easy for him to say. Um, but in any way possible, see if there's any positives that you can hold out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I don't think I've got anything else for you because I want to be respectful of your time and let you wind down this evening and, uh, Get in that hot tub. Yes, I'm definitely getting in the hot tub next. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us on this call, Connor. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. And uh, I'm sure we'll see each other uh, soon and uh, definitely on the other side of this whole thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, stay healthy and stay well. All the best to your family through this. Yeah, same with you guys. Thanks. Well, all right. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Flowcast. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube for the video version and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to connect the podcast to those who will find value in it. Hit the share button and send this episode to a friend or two. And a big thanks as always to FlowSpa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center, dedicated to providing the ultimate relaxation experience. Whether you need physical relief from pain or a deep state of mental relaxation and calm, or even the best sports recovery methods to help you recover from your training, Flow Spa is where you can find your flow. This episode is also sponsored by Flow Academy. Sign up for the free wellness challenge week at flowacademy.ca.